A very, a very good morning and welcome to this edition of the Capital Gang on Capital FM 91.3. Um, my name is Charles Odongtho. Yes, a strange name on this show, but uh, no visitor here. I'm sitting in for the hosts. Um, same way, Musoke is out of town. Simon Cassiata is not around, but uh, we, we, we expect some of them to be joining us, perhaps Simon. And so I have to sit in. And uh, we are joined by the panelists already and uh, a guest. Let me start with Ofono Opondo, Pa Odell, ED Media Center. Um, oh, oh, you are most welcome back from Tororo. Um, lately, I'm now told you are a farmer. And uh, can you say hello to the to the to the to the listener and to the viewer? First of all, thank you, Charles. From, uh, from the front line, you have now followed me here. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I follow good things. Yes, but um, thank you and good morning to our listeners. Yes. How is Tororo? Tororo is fine. I'm doing. But he has are the people been, are the people progressing? Yes, we are doing. Good. Progressing. That's good. What had been lacking was the demonstration effect. Uh -huh. We took a long time with the leaders to do things in a commercial sense that our people would copy from. Mm -hmm. As a consequence, I decided to do a bit of farming. Yeah. I just done uh, 14 acres of coffee. Ah. You know what they say of coffee? There is money, money there. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning. When I see the the the, the trees, mm. I'm beginning to smile. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I hope I will work on uh, water and irrigation this year. Yeah. So that by the time they start flowering, maybe in a year's time or so, uh, I'm not uh, water stressed. Okay. And uh, I really want to do integrated farming. Oh. There are other things that I'm doing. At the end of the time, I, I may invite the gangsters to come and visit me. Don't miss me. Don't yeah. miss me because I want to. I want to follow in your footsteps. Across Ofono Opondo is Honorable Ibrahim Nganda Semuju, MP Kira Municipality, a longtime friend and colleague and uh, and workmate and many things. And uh, Semuju, you're most welcome. Thank Say you, hello Charles, to the and people. Morning to Capital Gang listeners. Good. Um, Across uh, Honorable Semuju is uh, um, Ivan Rugambwa, um, the youngest uh, member of the gang. Um, Ivan, uh, say, say hello, please. Oh. So you shouldn't be here politicking. Good, good morning uh, to the. But Oho is also I a government can, employee. Uh, Why didn't you say I the same of him? Uh, <laughs> Ivan, Ivan, say hello to the list. Good morning, good morning, listen. As you know, Samuja has not been here for a while, so oh. we've been missing uh, some of. He's making a grand comeback. <laughs> some of this circling. <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah. Was also the youngest. Yes. Uh, so next. I am now uh, <laughs> a senior citizen. Good. And uh, we have a, a guest, John John Kakungulu Walugembe. He comes from the private sector development 
um, and uh, he's an expert in the, on economics and uh, he's an economic analyst and uh, director, executive director of the Federation of Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises. Mr. Walugembe, you're most welcome to the gang. Thank you, Charles. Is this your first time here? It's not my first time. Ah, not uh, your first time. I, so you know them. I tend to be invited occasionally, and it's a pleasure to re receive the invitation. Yeah. Uh, good morning to you, and good morning to the Capital Gang listeners, oh, and Happy New Year. They tend to invite you occasionally. <laughs> 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 no, thanks a lot. Before we start, um, the management has uh, asked me to, um, to announce this... Um, um, to read a message, and uh, the message is dated 20th January 2024 and referenced the Capital Gang Show of 13th January 2024. The age groups of uh, Ivan say 2024. Um, and it says, on Saturday 13th January 2024, during the Capital Gang talk show, one of the panelists, Ms. Namfuka, made unsubstantiated claims against the person of the president. He, she refer, referring to His Excellency, the president as corrupt and the chief engineer of corruption. This was wrong and does not meet our broadcasting standards on accuracy and impartiality. We regret this unfortunate incident and in bold commit to ensure this does not happen again signed capital fm management um this is dated january 20th and it's 20, not for debate 24. no it's not it's not up for debate must you, de you why do you debate someone's apology see, the told me when they had just captured power and they're doing a law on sectarianism <coughs> see the law was prohibiting promotion, actually broadcasting and printing. Mm. And then he said, uh, one of them asked, what about someone who does it? And he said in the room, everybody was laughing <laughs> at us who have just come from. How can we even think that we can be sectarian? So they ended up arresting people like uh, Chapa Karwanga was also arrested one time for sectarianism. Mm. But those who are practicing sectarianism were never arrested. Why didn't you take them to court and prove? That's the, whole, the way you the, could do it. The courts are there. So <laughs> <laughs> the courts are not... We, in law, we so say I think, the I think courts the, don't have suamoto powers. The they cannot take a matter of the, their, the, on the their own. The struggle should be to stop corruption, not to condemn those who are Saying speaking that. about co co corruption. And Museven is responsible. So did 100%. If he says corruption should end, I can tell okay. you it will end. Okay, so thank you very much, Semuju. We have so a why number don't of. We debate that first. We are not going to debate that. Um, <laughs> make it. Actually, what did I say, Ofono, that is offending you? No. Ofono, where are you around? I wasn't, but I'm saying. Let's go to the topic of today. We, we, we should do, especially with the professionals in the media, mm. when you utter something, you prove. Substantiate, provide the evidence that I agree, and that is the minimum broadcast standard, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, gentlemen, um, we have uh, 
you know, three topics or more to discuss. There is the NAM summit. There have been many, um, you know, meetings in town um, from uh, Saturday, from last Saturday, up running the whole of this week and uh, up to Tuesday. We have had NAM. We have uh, we have had, uh, you know, IGAD. We have uh, we G77 plus China. The number of summits that the conferences that are taking place, and we are looking at uh, how you know the importance, the relevance to our people. Um, President Yoweri Museveni, the one that is now trending, is the speech of President Yoweri Museveni. That 12-page speech, very powerful. You know, like it or hate it, yes. you can make whatever comments you make of it. He used some. He came hard. You know, he was tough talking. Um, the President Museveni that we know, um, indeed, and uh, he made this statement. He talked about uh, the principles, the Bandang principles, if you like, um, of uh, when NAM was uh, started in 1955 and, uh, and the principles that they laid out and whether they still have a meaning today. Um, oh, oh, what do you make of this? Well, <coughs> your thoughts about the conferences going, big conferences in town? Well, we have had uh, four conferences now running back to back. We I forgot actually the Commonwealth speakers yeah, as well. We, we started with the Commonwealth speakers which ran from 3rd to 6th of January. Mm. Then we have now had NAM, which is concluding today. NAM conferences... NAM conference and summit of heads of state. We started on 15th with senior officials. These are technical civil servants from various governments of the 120 members of NAM, presenting draft, discussing draft positions, and then they escalated to the ministerial meetings of ministers of foreign affairs. <coughs> Those endorsed what the technical officers had done, the senior officials had done in the two meetings, in, the, in their two-day meetings. And yesterday, they presented document outcome, what we call the, the outcomes, conference outcomes to the heads of state. Yesterday, the heads of state endorsed two positions, which according to Ambassador Adonia, Adonia Yevara, who is our main our point man in New York, is unusual that presidents agree on these documents on the first day, meaning that it has been smooth sailing in the camp. I think good preparatory work had thanks, been done. Thanks to the technical guys. Yes. Now, what are these two documents? One is the, the position of NAM on the ongoing conflict in in, in Gaza, in Palestine, arising out of the October 7th attacks in, uh, in Israel, on Israel by Hamas, and then the response, which has been horrendous, has been almost criminal, for which now a number of governments are taking the state of Israel to the International Criminal Court. And so it was endorsed, and uh, the position is really condemning Israel and also 
asking for the two-state solution for Palestine in accordance with the 1967 position. And of course, calling for a ceasefire, an immediate ceasefire. We hope that will be achieved through other diplomatic engagements after here. The other one is the issue in the Far East, South China Sea conflicts. There, there's a dispute there. So it, it, that's how that has been. Along the way, on 18th, which was Friday, we had EGAD. EGAD is Intergovernmental uh, Authority on Development. It has eight members of countries of the Horn of Africa, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, Kenya, Somalia, Sudan, South Sudan, Djibouti, Eritrea. For the NAM conference, probably I need to say, we have had, out of 120, we have had 117 delegations. One, one plus five. The presidents have been 28. Vice presidents have been five. Prime ministers have been seven. And about 45, 45 ministers of foreign affairs leading their country's delegations. Other delegations were led by either, depending on the different protocols, the different <coughs> governments, could be a speaker, could be ambassador, or they sent their permanent representatives from New York to come. We have also had 10 observer countries and organizations, international organizations. Among them, we have had the president of the UN General Assembly, Mr. Francis, I've forgotten the second name, and this morning, the Secretary General of the United Nations, uh, Mr. Guterres. Antonio Guterres, arrived to participate in the concluding sessions today of NAM, and <coughs> tomorrow we shall enter into the G77 plus China, which he will, he will also be participating in. So the attendance has generally been good. We have, had, we have not had any organizational hiccup. We have not had any security, security challenges. Despite the advisories that uh, America and the British had given, um, a series of them. They are advising their people. <coughs> yes, no, no. Of course, when they advise their people, these are big countries, they are influential. When they advise their countries, the ripple effect around the world could also affect ours. And considering also, by the way, that there's Davos going on, considering that there is a swearing in in the, in the DRC, this, this attendance speaks volume, yeah. in my view, to the confidence uh, countries of the world, or members of NAM, have in our country, in our government, and I think gives us uh, hope, gives us a better platform to do better on the many challenges we are having, many, many grievances we have. Okay. Could be governance, could be human rights issues, could be democracy, could be corruption, could be implementation of public service. Okay. It gives us a good uh, platform. Okay. And I think among those platforms which I want to uh, end with, is the opportunity, the potential, opportunity, the opportunity potential 
that it provides, especially for tourism, investment, trade, and other things, depending on how we position ourselves. Okay. Uh, in my view, those are very good. Once we, once, we, once we close NAM today, this evening, tomorrow we enter into the summit okay. of the G77, which will conclude on Monday. Monday. Thank you very much, O.O. Um, <clears throat> we, as, as O.O. spoke, we were joined by Honorable Abdul Katuntu, the um, eternal MP <laughs> of uh, my place, Bugweri <laughs> County. Um, Honorable Katuntu, you're most welcome to th this morning. Um, <laughs> If it wasn't meant to be a compliment, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Charles, and good morning, listeners. Thank you very much. Um, Honorable Semujo, um, speak to the NAM conference and the conferences that have taken place um, in the last few days within Uganda. Are they, how, how wh what's your take about them? And uh, the, the, um, the speech by <coughs> President Museveni. <coughs> First of all, I said uh, during the preparatory work that uh, <coughs> the government handlers, the spokespersons of government, not necessarily included, not necessarily. They were being trivial when they were discussing uh, the importance of these conferences. They picked the smallest things because they are easy to throw in the face of the public. You will sell your kabaragara, you will sell your tomato, please do this and that. This meeting, by the way, <coughs> they are also not even about tourism. Most of these conferences and the new initiatives, including the BRICS of Brazil, uh, South Africa, and China, and Russia, and so on, is an attempt to <coughs> size up with the dominant forces in the global market the Americans and West. So these initiatives are of people who think they are disadvantaged. Most of the positions that are formally adopted and presented at, at the UN and all the other formal meetings tend to favor the West, tend to favor the Americans. And that's why at a formal meeting like a UN, you can't get a, a resolution um, favorable resolution about the conflict in Gaza but you can get it in Kampala and Kampala says after that uh, we will go and see other diplomatic channels so the that tells you the, the, the status of this meeting they are very good meeting but they are meetings primarily to, 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 to deal with the dominance of, of the, the, the world powers unfortunately majority of the countries are weak that uh, <coughs> While Russia, China, South Africa, a bit of Brazil um, can stand, stand up against America, I don't think Uganda will. Uganda can posture. U Uganda can posture. President can make a very strong speech uh, like he did with when he was addressing the speakers, barking at the West. 
But after that, he goes, I remember one time I'll give you two instances. When the MPs were complaining about the sale of Uganda Commercial Bank, the irregular, by Bank of Uganda, huge debate in Parliament. Eventually, seven meets and MPs. And they, they, they felt they had been disrespected by Matevide when he said, uh, when he disregarded Parliament and he didn't take it and, and continued the sale. In, in that meeting, because it is private, that's where you get the, the, the feeling. Seven told the MPs, you see, okay, you're angry, Mutabiri has insulted you. But he said, can you imagine me, a whole head of state? Not one, but two. Seven and Kagame were summoned by a minister of state in the UK during the conflict in Kong. And he said, most humiliating, she said, because you have not come here on official work, I'll meet you at my hotel. Maybe say you can say in Chengera. So that's where the meeting between Museven and Kagame <laughs> said, so when we are... Yeah, I am just <laughs> <laughs> giving an example. Chengera of London. And he said, when you are working for the country, please sometimes you have to bear these, these insults and humiliation, like the one he said. Museven mm. flies to uh, America. He lands at a military uh, small airport. And immediately the issue is that he, he landed at a, an airfield reserved only for American friends until the American embassy. No, no, no. Because of the traffic, all the visiting people had to land. <laughs> so the, 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 the smaller countries don't feel strong enough. And that's why they need China and Russia and maybe uh, one or two other of those powers around them. Uh, and, and their resolutions, uh, even if NAM takes a resolution here in the UN, it will be the same story. Either America or Veto or Germany or I mean uh, France or so okay. we, we, we remain weak. For me, the, the, the biggest attempt at, uh, at dealing with the dominance, I think, was the BRICS, who said we, we didn't even have a currency, we should stop trading in dollar, we should stop doing this and that. But the quarreling has always been there. You remember Gaddafi, his last. Uh, attendance of UN, he was quarreling from the beginning for the one hour and 20 minutes. You guys, you mistreat us, you bring here the time zones, I'm supposed to be sleeping, I am here, everything we do. So the, maybe that's why now I go back to the government officials, they, 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 they went for what is just what, yeah, Kabaragara, that please, these ones are achievable. But the, to influence the, the, the global decisions i think they are sure they may not <laughs> so they don't want to promise too much so but i don't know how much cabbage and kawaragara and bogoya has been sold often upon as we are told by some of your colleagues i excluded you because you are more substantial than men of, of, of the nrm people who are usually counterfeit take that as a compliment <laughs> 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 I, I was in Entebbe, I saw the airport, of course the paint was still fresh uh, and, and smelling. Is it beautiful? Uh, yeah, but of course when you walk through and you are smelling the paint, the, the usual Ugandan way. But at least it looks beautiful, the, the, the flowers have been planted, some of them are drying. Um, but, but we need to maintain, for no point, the thing that we planted during uh, Chogam, Chogam, what happened to them? So you can't be that country. You go to Rwanda, every inch that has been planted remains the same inch each time you visit. But for you, you only clean your home when you have visitors. When they go, the you go back to your old... old belongs to your ally. <laughs> no, no, the management himself and took it over statutory in the law. He said, now I am the one managing the city. Okay. So I am on, by the way, urging you, Ofono Pono, 
the, I am happy when you, you move on Entebbe Road, Entebbe Airport, and a bit of town. So I am only asking you, can, can we have some level of enforcement? See, Uganda is such an interesting country. Yeah. Nambole, my neighbor, is under renovation. Serious one. Mm. They have planted trees uh, outside. The, they are being eaten by goats. So th that's how you manage Uganda. <laughs> no, we are a country. <laughs> we are a country of no enforcement, and no, cows. Di no direction. So can you imagine <laughs> you plant and the following day all the, the, the plants are being eaten by God. <laughs> Thank you very much, Honorable Semujo. Um, Mr. Walogembe, I, I need to hear your take um, on... Uh, on the conferences, you yeah. you come from the private sector, and uh, it's always good to. I, I think it's always refreshing. I must admit, when you hear politicians, and uh, and you 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 laugh at their at their you know throws into <coughs> some of these things, then you get that fresher um, view from the private sector practitioners, perhaps talking money, opportunities, relevance. And we, 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 we usually suspect that you speak more objectively to the issues. So bring it on. Um, no, that's a compliment to him. <laughs> yes, sir. Are you saying that the politicians are not in the private sector? Abudu is a lawyer in private practice. Yes. Yes. Semuji is also is. Not just Chikubo. <laughs> also in the also in the media. That's where the money is. Yes. So politicians are not as useless as you. No. I, I said I didn't speak to the politicians. I spoke to Mr. Walugembe. Let him first take his own compliment and then we shall come back to see thank you. whether I made Th thank you, Charles. of others. Thank you, Charles, for the compliment. I'll just start by giving a brief my understanding of NAM yeah. and the history and then I'll talk about my assessment of the impact. So, of course, NAM was established in 1961 after this conference in 1955 which agreed on what he's talked about the bandung principles including sovereignty non-interference and all these things it was in the context of the cold war you know where you had the korean war the west the east and, and so on um at the moment it has 120 members numbers of course, during the Cold War, it was very relevant, trying to challenge uh, the West especially, but since the collapse of the Soviet Union, it has largely been irrelevant in my view. But now, with uh, the current emergence of the multipolar, <coughs> the multipolar <laughs> world, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the discussions around the emergence of a multipolar world, the emergence of uh, blocks like the BRICS, that gives it a new uh, relevance and impetus and therefore it's a great opportunity that we as a country have been able uh, to host this event if you look at the countries that belong to uh, this grouping it's uh, quite impressive it's only second to the united nations in terms of uh, membership so the unfortunate bit of course is that it has no formal constitution it has no secretariat you know, so they issue a lot of communiques, but apart, so th there's very work through consensus the teeth, largely. Yeah, the teeth is not there, and I think for Uganda it's an opportunity that we can now try to institutionalize this. And for us in the private sector, one of the proposals that we've made is that yes, it's good to issue communiques on the political going zone, on the oil and gas, and so on. But what if we also establish a NAM business council 
where we can promote trade amongst ourselves because that's also important. It's good for us to keep complaining about the waste, about the, um, the global powers and so on. But in the meantime, is it possible for us to promote investment and trade amongst ourselves? And I'm glad that for the first time, we organized the Trade and Investment Summit alongside the main one uh, to talk about trade. Unfortunately, it was pitched as an East African summit. I would have preferred if it was a NAM summit where you had delegates from all these countries come and discuss and, 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 and make deals. But I think it's a good start. And I think for us as a country, we can build on that. We can use our chairmanship to promote these kinds of engagements. Now, in terms of economic benefit, I would say that these kinds of events, and I'm glad that Kampala now is starting to host these events. These kinds of this sector called the meetings, incentives, conferences, and events uh, sector is worth over $300 billion globally. But in Africa here, we only get 13 billion of that. So there is a lot of opportunity for us to make money through hosting these events. A lot of these events go to Cape Town, Marrakesh, Nairobi, and now Kigali. So if Uganda is starting to position itself, if Uganda is starting to position itself, uh, it's an easy win for us. One, it brings in tourists because, and not just because short term, of course, they come with money and they spend, so there's an up. Uh, there's an increase in spending short term, but also more alike will come back as tourists later because they appreciate the country. You're likely to see more foreign direct investment because this is able to you know make business deals. It's not just politics. Um, you're also likely to see a positive impact on the economy through the improvements on the infrastructure that we've seen. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it was done at the last minute, but it was done anyway, and we are appreciative. So this is likely to give us some uh, positive outcome. And then we are also likely to see jobs being created. Oh, they have been created. There have been a number of short-term jobs that were created. The other day I met uh, some people planting flowers, painting the cups. So all these are short-term jobs, and they're able to contribute uh, to the economy as a whole. Now, those are the positives. Of course, there are also some negatives, in my view. One is that we prepared. We, 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 we as Ugandans are, we wait for the last minute to do the, the essential things, you know. Because sometimes you go to someone, a home they're introducing, and then they are painting that very morning. Mm -hmm. And I think as a country, we've also borrowed that we kind of last, last minute thing. So maybe we need to prepare better. We need to have a long-term plan to say, okay, how many, at a minimum, can we attract at least five or six major conferences? And then we prepare uh, accordingly. The other was on the communication. Uh, as he mentioned, the communication laid emphasis a lot on the logistical things, on the some traders move, this, that, that. Ugandans need to have understood the importance of this conference. I think for us as a country, the benefits are immense, and Ugandans must appreciate that there are a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Good. So I think once, uh, if we ha at look at it long term and plan better and so on, then it's uh, overall it's, I would say, positive. Thank Good. Um, Ivan, you're on take. Uh, thanks, Charles. Uh, Nam. Uh, I, I'm, Nam, inclined, Nam? I'm, I'm inclined to, you know, to, to agree with. Not uh, Namu I want to reinforce uh, Honorable Semiju's uh, point on the on the aspect of. Uh, the the the, the 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 strategic and diplomatic importance of the of the of the organization 
Because you see, NAM, like you said, is in the same mold of, say, the BRICS and other so organizations of states or associations of states that try to provide a counterweight to the to the Western-led hegemony of largely NATO and uh, and uh, and uh, the UN. Uh, yeah, NATO and the UN Security Council. Because at the UN General Assembly, uh, in the UN General Assembly, the uh, it's a co it's a general meeting of states. So they they are the sort of uh, decisions can be taken, resolutions can be passed, but the real consequential ones happen at the UN Security Council, and that is why one of the uh, of the points uh, that we raised here, the first points that we raised by the Foreign Ministers' meeting, I saw the the Foreign Minister of South Africa, uh, who's really been uh, almost, uh, who's really been like the 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 the, 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 the champion. You know, of the global southeast pu pushback, other than the president, the ch champion of the global southeast pu pu pushback against the Western hegemony, talking about the need for reform of the, you know, reform of the Security Council. This is the, the point, a point President Museveni himself has continuously emphasized. And so associations like NAM provide that sort of opportunity where you have uh, summits, for example, uh, NATO sitting and making unilateral decisions on on Ukraine and then blackmailing the rest of the world or pressuring the rest of the world to follow to follow that train of uh, you know of, of thought where you have presidents like African the African Union African Union and its presidents you remember the five presidents that went to attempt a mediatory uh, role in in U Ukraine and Russia so being ignored and you know and the thought disregard disregarded uh, there are several positions on international affairs. The AU has been the forthright and candid on the question of Palestine and and uh, and Israel. <coughs> uh, Israel tried to use a backdoor channel to get uh, an observer status at the African Union, and uh, they were pushed out. In fact, the uh, the Israeli representative there was physically removed from the AU session <laughs> in Ethiopia some time back, about a year ago or, or so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he, he had found the back door <laughs> and the window. He entered, he entered through the ventilation. And the African leaders said, you know, the issue question of Israeli representation here is a non-starter, and he was physically ejected out of the meeting. So Africa has been, and some African leaders have been taking very clear positions on international affairs, but because they lack they lack the, the power and the weight, you know, sizable weight in international affairs to effect or to influence these decisions, they've been largely ignored. And, and, and for me, I look at NAM as a real lost opportunity. Not, this, not particularly this summit, but the, the, the entire vision and, and, and the motivation behind NAM. Because when you look at the founders of NAM, today the, all these are very big states you know the original founders of 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 you know, of nam were the zixan sukan of indonesia you had two and i of china nasa of egypt and neuro of india today india china and china are part as are part of the biggest five economies in around around, around the world uh when you look at uh, indonesia it is also like the biggest uh, archipelago uh, uh, you know uh, in the in east asia in the east in the, in east Asia. So these, if they they bundled together, and uh, I think now the attempt is through BRICS mainly, uh, if they bundled together, they would be able to provide a strong counterweight to this. You know, for example, questions like the Palestine and the Gaza question should not happen, or Ukraine, with this, without a strong counterposition from this Eastern bloc. 
because that that when you balance that global balance of power is very important for smaller states and developing nations like that to have options otherwise when you do not have when you do not have options everything is pushed down your throat so the idea of sovereignty and independence of states which is at the core of the UN charter is undermined is undermined because you have uh, you have uh, a unilateral uh, global order that is uh, led by one bloc that p pushes all decisions down the throat. And this is what President Museveni was raging about to, you, you know, uh, yesterday when he was talking about the uni ideological bigotry of, you know, of, of Western, <laughs> of Western, of Western uh, states. So, so in many ways, this summit and uh, is an opportunity for, for, for is an opportunity for members of NAM, over 120 of them. To say to to reflect to do some introspection and look at the opportunity in their numbers, you know, because they are not just numbers. If you have China, you have India, you have uh, all, all these BRICS countries as members of of, of NAM, then you have a sizable weight in international affairs which they are reluctant or coy at exercising, and this is what President Museven was challenging. Uh, challenging. So at a strategic level for me, this was my appreciation of the importance of this summit. Good. The second uh, and the <coughs> final point for for New, uh, for Uganda, it was also a a, a public relations and diplomatic uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, score or score or, or score, because since uh, the passing of the anti-homosexuality law last, last year, you have been seeing a barrage of of sanctions and uh, attacks, you know, from the Western embassies and and especially the United States. And the, the the advisories trying to define Uganda as you know as a no as a no go area for not just for tourists but for also for international meetings and uh, and international affairs. So to host these four successive meetings, which have all really been well attended, because uh, the other day Honorable Katuntu gave us uh, the number of people who came for the Commonwealth Speakers Summit, uh, or, or just gave us a list of the p presidents and prime and heads of the delegation. 117 out of 120 for them to all show up for for this and now tomorrow you'll have the g77 plus china is is a vote of confidence and was a very much needed diplomatic reinforcement for uganda especially in these times that is as it battles with this new uni ideological group <laughs> that the president was talking about thank the you uni ideological orientation <laughs> um honorable honorable katuntu the one of the um the way forwards from President Museveni was uh, that uh, there is need for the members to use NAM to exercise considerable influence um, on the UN. And, uh, and uh, the rest of your um, colleagues here have talked about a number of things, the president's speech, the, you know, the tough word, and uh, especially the call for you know, mutuality, respect, and uh, go back to the ten principles of, of, of Mandang. Do you think that going forward from this NAM, successful as it is, 117 out of 120 delegates by any score, however stingy a teacher you are, that's, that's a very, very good mark, almost 97, 100% performance. Do you think that that influence can be exerted from after this NAM? Well, first of all, you have got to congratulate this country for having uh, hosted uh, these three international meetings. Uh, one, at any point in history, there should be a leader to take 
uh, a particular group from point A to point B. The world today is faced with another crisis. Uh, Gambia was talking about the Cold War then. Uh, today we are not talking about a Cold War, we are talking about a division of Global North and Global South. South. And the issues are different. We are really fighting for relevance, we are fighting for independence, we are still fighting for sovereignty. I, I think President Seven put it better that uh, one country who is uh, temporarily advantaged by technology and, uh, mm -hmm. and, 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 and science, because you know they don't have the monopoly of technology and <coughs> science, but currently they have the advantage. Tomorrow the situation would change. So how do we, for example, harness the resources we have? And the first resource we have is the numbers. You know, mm. NAM and G and, and the G77 plus China constitute 80% of the world population. Mm. Mm. Even mm. if we are to concentrate to mm. this world games trading mm. and investing amongst ourselves, I can tell you we can compete favorably with the global north. Mm. Because all of them also want to compete with us. Yeah. Uh, they also want to trade with us. Mm. Just look at what we are consuming. They, they consume all their gutter things. Japan, for example, just look in this country and you see what comes from Japan. Mm -hmm. A very dilapidated piece of iron monger on, the, on our road <laughs> is Japan. <laughs> is that, is that an, uh, also a compliment of our vehicles? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what they are. You get it? They're dumping all the, the that steel here and so on, and we are we work hard <laughs> to buy it and so on. So it's like, what is it that we can do amongst ourselves? And and uh, I agree with the Honorable Semuju, but want to put it different. When you host a meeting like this, you have two perspectives to it. You have those who will be talking about flowers. Leave them talk about flowers. <laughs> because that's what they are. Then there are people who say, look at this world. This country is in trouble. Our future, we should look at it differently. Mm. And you, 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 you raise the sophistication and say, let those ones talk about it. I'll give you an example, which I think NAM is now waking up to. The UN, the UN system has collapsed. And it was never formed for our purposes. It was formed by the, for the purposes of the, the, the interest of the, the Security Council members. Mm. Of the victors of the Second World War. Second World War. Mm. It was never about us. NAM and G77 was about us yes. as a reaction to the new geopolitical order. Mm. So how is it that we can keep ourselves relevant in the geo-international politics? And let me tell you one thing. The UN Security Council today can never guarantee peace and security anymore. Actually, they are the main cause of, of world insecurity today. And these are the issues which I think numb at some level, whether at ministerial level, even at a head summit level, they should be discussing. We have two international wars going on today. One started by a member of Security Council in Ukraine. Mm. The other one being, in Gaza being sponsored, enabled, sponsored, <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by another. Yes. And these are the guys in both wars, they are killing, they are massacring actually. Yes. It's genocide in those two wars. 
thousands of people being innocent killed. Women, children, children women and do you know what they say in your people die I, I one time i had an american leader said no after it was the president said you know in your people die and i'm like collateral oh damage. my god so we are just collateral damage according to president biden that the the, the value of of the palestinian is not a big issue to them it is their interest which is it more is important. their interest to them the life of an israel is far better than the life of a, a, a palestinian in gaza so can such a system guarantee our future our world security i think in my honest view no no so when you have th these guys coming together i hope they are not also talking about issues like oh your city is very beautiful it has flowers <laughs> I, I hope they are really saying what do we do as as, as a block one to guarantee our independence our sp our uh, what can i call it our real life because if we don't do that we are in trouble mm -hmm. how can we trade <coughs> trade and investment because we have that advantage we have the natural resources most of it being exploited by right. these very people. The human resource, even the human resource matters, we have the biggest population. The best of the cream is going to the West. They go grant you citizenship. They have been so, so mean. You know what they have done? Even sports, they have taken our best. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just see that this is Somal, they say is a British. You get this Chapadola, they say is an American. You ask him, what is American about? Or, or oh, no. so. And the only thing is, is uh, carrying an American flag. All of <laughs> Maybe his heart. So, I, I think this opportunity is good. I hope they are reinventing themselves. They are rethinking. Say, look here. How do we guarantee our future, the, the future of our children? And uh, if we can have these sort of meetings, I think it's good for the global South. And the president... Chairmanship of, the, of, of Uganda? I mean, that's, for that's Uganda now? Yeah. You make the, the a comment on that? Yes, the advantage we have today that the current president knows more about this than maybe many of the heads of state. Many of them are young. Many of them have not had a deep thought about, you know, the world. And, and President Museven, you can fault him on anything, but not lack of knowledge of what is going on globally. Mm -hmm. I, 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 he has this burden now to carry these organizations for the next two years, three, three, three. years. I, I, let, let's see how he does. We pray for him. I think he should concentrate. He should create a secretariat, like our Gemba was saying. And, and for heaven's sake, don't bring every dick and tom and throw there because he lost politics. He needs a job. You, you need people who can really think and advise and write papers for you. Uh, there's one guy who always excites me in his office uh, because I think he's above average by any standard. He's called David Mafavi. Yeah, I, I mean, th th that is a five-star brain. Mm. You know, so... If you have this sort of people and they come together, uh, they, they know the entire global history and so on, they, they can be able to help him make good decisions and, and do good consultations. Um, uh, um, we are left with about six minutes to do a break. So I want to give, um, after Andra Bokatuntu, one minute to each of you to make a comment, especially 
on the chairmanship and uh, that uh, President Museveni is going to hold for the next three years. In terms of interest of the developing countries, what should be at the fore? Um, you can pick it from any angle. Honorable Semuju, what would you, as a Ugandan, you know, Honorable Katundu said, this is for the big thinking. And the Ugandans were talk, some people were saying, what is the Kabbalah cellar on the other street, on the other street, going to benefit out of this? Should they be you part see, they, of this? They, What's they, our interest? The reason the West continues dominating. Um, let me give you an aspect. Look at the the, 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 the money, the the, the the capital, the finance. Mm. You borrow from them at a concessional rate. Right. China, who is now our colleague, you need to read the, the latest story about Zimbabwe. They lend you like a commercial bank. Mm. So I think the bigger players I, I, in this association... All, they also need a mindset change. Yes. They, 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 <laughs> they need to be more helpful than they are. Of course, what China has done is to make the finances available, but it's a bit expensive. In Uganda, we are in a crisis today. We can't repay our debt. And, and part of the reason is, is that bilateral debt between us and, and China. Mm. Zimbabwe, same problem. <coughs> So they, they need to help us because I, I sometimes I ask myself, if you see a country like Saudi Arabia, with all the money that they have, they are also carrying it to, to America. Uh, you, all these other countries. They, I, mean, I mean, China is more concerned with, with its trade relationship with, with, with America than all of the NAMO combined. So that's why I said, you see, we can come here and, and, and quarrel, but the problem, you know, so I, I, that's why I said the BRICS... Um, for me, was 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 a more <coughs> more promising more promising group. We need to move away from their currency. So, so the sizing up hasn't been matching the the, the level of incentives being offered. There's by a contradiction, Samuji. There, yeah. you see, <coughs> you want to compete with America, but if you are China, you can't destroy the American economy. Do you know why? Because it's your biggest market. Mm, mm, so you mm, you you mm. it's quite delicate. Uh, the, the road is delicate to walk, mm. you have to balance. Mm. How mm. do I keep my biggest market, mm. but also compete and uh, it does not take advantage of me or even my world partners? Mm. Mm. So yeah, it, but uh, I want them to grow another market, but they are more worried of losing yeah, that's the for other sure. than and, actually growing this And one. that's why NAM is relevant. Say, so look here, yeah, with the 80% of the population, if you grow the economies, they could be a better market than, than the one we had, than the US, which is threatening our eventually. values. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, Charles. Okay. Yes, Ivan. Uh, when when the US when the World War Two ended, mm. US quickly realized an opportunity. Rather than focus on the economics, it showed it focused on the political uh, on the political targets of the day. The Marshall Plan, the US Marshall Plan, which salvaged and sustained most of the Western economies post World War Two, was an attempt and an intervention that has. That was the original attempt that gained the U.S. considerable influence in the Western country, in Western Europe, up to date. Mm -hmm. And this is a message the Chinese and the Indians and the bigger players in the global South, or in NAM and G77 plus China, need to learn that it is no longer enough to salvage economic interests as individual countries. That economically, no matter how economically successful you are, if you do not move now to take 
critical strategic geopolitical or exercise geopolitical weight and and influence you remain an isolated or a laggard power like china or these countries because individually they are very successful economies economically but see how they are hesitant to take strong positions on the international stage on, on ukraine on, on, Pal on palestine and yet america no matter how how spread Whenever a conflict erupts or something, they have how many bases around uh, around the globe? They have um, embassies. So this is something they, there's the global south and its leaders need to wake up and and push back strongly and exercise. And can you develop the science and technology, the military, the you know go to Mars without the economic power? But all these countries have China, India. Mm. All have these have these things. In fact, in terms of technology and in terms of innovations, China is now going to outstrip. Who is America the owner of the technology? Of, of, of these, of the, of Who is the, the owner of the technology? No, te technology. Nobody has monopoly. Mm. Okay, uh, Mr. Yeah. Walugembe, uh, your one minute take. Thank you. I'll start by saying that. Um, we how need to, to use how to use this? So, so first of all, we need how to, to leverage this yes, chair. Yes, chair. very true. So I think that chair needs to be careful of interference. The West is not seated somewhere relaxing and saying you discuss how to overthrow it. If, if you look at NAM itself, you have a lot of contradictions within countries, including BRICS. You find that China and India will always sit on opposite sides <laughs> of the table. Iran now and <laughs> Pakistan. Ira India and China, no, India and Pakistan. I had a problem <laughs> when I was booking the speakers of India and Pakistan. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> anyway, I think you want to say that? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a I put you on air. air no, please. <laughs> oh, <I> <laughs> so, 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 so these, these, I think this is something that the Chinese look out to too. Yeah. He needs to look at quick wins, and our position is that trade and investment is, is a less cultivated trade and investment amongst ourselves. The way we look at the African continental free trade area, if you look at Uganda's exports, for instance, we export more to countries where we have bilateral trade relations. That's why we export now the most to the ESC. Should be countries. the case. So if, for instance, we FCFT comes into reality, and if we have a NAM free trade agreement, for instance, it can open up a lot of uh, markets for us. So for me, I would say, please focus on that. And then finally, we will talk about international institutions. These international institutions are tools that are being used by particular mm -hmm. countries. Look at the ICC. Mm -hmm. They have already issued an international warrant of arrest in the Russian case, but for Israel, the prosecutor went to investigate apparently but <laughs> nothing has come <laughs> so anyway <laughs> some of these institutions are just tools for those friends of ours good uh oh, oh finally um we are coming to the break your your take of what we can leverage from this chair for the next three years it's a it's before a good that, time before that i want to tell you one of the geopolitics is changing you remember Spain was such a world power. Yeah. Portugal was a world power. There was once a country yeah. called Great Britain. Yeah. Does it still even refer to itself as Great Britain? The G has been removed. It now says it is a United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> is <it> United? <laughs> but is it, it is a kingdom at least. <laughs> Can Uncle Sam behave the way he was behaving 10, 20 years ago? Not at all. Call empire, empires collapsed. Empires, empires collapsed. collapsed. And that's what the president said yesterday. Mm. Look at what happened recently in West Africa, the coups. Mm. 
the Americans and the French tried to flex muscles. What did they do? They discovered that they can no longer bully in the same old fashion. No. And they retreated. <laughs> so the world is changing. And I think what is happening in Nam partly is to do what we have been saying here, building a new center of gravity. And this new center of gravity has different slates, political, diplomatic, military, trade and investment. They are the economy. On the sidelines of this meeting, of NAM meeting, we had the East African business, but we also had ACTAD. ACTAD is a UN trade mm. and mm. investment uh, mm. arm. Mm. And they were discussing how, they are discussing how do we push reforms on world trade. One of the things President Seven has been on, and I think you have noticed gaining uh, currency. Let us stop exporting raw materials. And you have seen the African continent. You have seen the, the members of NAM. Most of the countries are now saying, no, you China, you India, you Americans, if you want to come, come and invest and process our raw materials from here. From here. And I think those are the things we're going to be talking about. Okay. So if we can achieve consensus on that and say, by the next 10 years or five years, no African country, no NAM member, no G77 member mm -hmm. should export raw gold, should export raw copper, should export raw, raw oil, should export raw timber. W what do you think will achieve in economic sense? Well, it will improve greatly. But NAM has an agenda. By end of today, we, sh uh, we shall know what are the things that NAM, uh, the heads of states have agreed on to be pushed in the next three years of the chairmanship of President Yoram Seven. It is not up to Uganda now to choose what we should do. It is going to be a NAM agenda. And that one we shall know at the end of today when they close. Thank and you. that's what our chairmanship will push for and will lobby for, will mobilize support for and resources for. Thank you. Thank you, OO. Thanks, uh, gang members. We are going for a we are going to go for a break right now. And uh, the gang members are feasting on Star Cafe for breakfast. And uh, we are going to come back. When we come back, we will be we will be taking a look at the opposition activism in the week um, on the sidelines of uh, NAM and other conferences. But we will also take uh, some few minutes to eulogize the fallen Iron Lady, Uganda's Iron Lady, the um, deceased Honorable uh, Cecilia Imat Ogwal. Let's go for that break. And this is the Capital Gang. We are back on air. This is the Capital Gang on 91.3 Capital FM. And uh, my name is Charles Odongtho. And this morning I'm sitting in for the absentee um, the moderators on, of the Capital Gang. Uh, but the panelists are here. Um, of course, minus Namfi, who is away on leave, on suspension. Um, we have uh, Honorable Abdul Katuntu, Honorable. We supervise. Capital Capital is supposed to supervise. Namfi, I know you are listening. Um, who has taken Namfi's place today? Where she sits? 
I need to. She's impotent. Say, Mudi, you are not a good friend. <laughs> We have Honorable Katuntu, we have Honorable Semuju, we have Mr. Walugembe from the Private Sector Foundation, we have Ivan Rugamba, and we have, of course, um, I don't know between Katuntu and uh, Fonopondo, who is the, 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 the oldest member of this gang? Oois. Oois. Wow. I'm now doing it. 23, 23 years, 24 years actually. Wow. wow. And I'm, I'm, you're writing I'm, I'm your own history. December 99. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Honorable Katuntu? I came in, I think, June 2002. Wow. 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 Ivan, where were you then? Listen to this, Tama. You were you just say I had not yet been born. I was in primary three. Wow, wow. Had you known that there is a place called Kampala? Had you known that there is a place called Kampala? We are still here. You had that shows you. The that beauty. Tra- that you see what M7 has done to Uganda. That, that transition <laughs> you should have left too long ago. <laughs> because by now, Abdul Anofono should be in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and us are about to enter because he yeah. <laughs> But that shows that transition is slowly taking root. You know, the, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of life. From Ivan to Fondo Pondo and Katuntu, then yeah. in the middle there, the bridge is Semuju uh, Joy, because I'm sure that by the time you came to Kampala, at least you met Semuju practicing. Yes, yes, then you yes, copied yes, from him yes, and yes, say, yes, he yes. inspires me, yes, yes. and uh, then we move on. Absolutely. That's the beauty of life. So, gentlemen, um, yeah, yeah, the, we, you know, the person who proposed Semuju to be on the show was yeah. me. But the way he harasses me. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, that's good. But uh, can we but ask, when, had when you invited... speaking now, I said, at least for you, part of the As backhanded compliments come. But had you, what had you, what, for what purpose had you invited him? That should be asked. <laughs> From the journalism background, but also I wanted somebody who knowledgeable yes independent yeah assertive yes and will not to call it will not fear to call a spade a spade if he has the facts so out and of those four he has done all correctly he has right done all correct and by the way i keep giving him compliment that even in parliament mm. he's one of those opposition politicians you would not want easily to lose okay and i would not want to say but you, had, you had told me last time that you're going to remove me in the constituency <laughs> 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 Anyhow, <laughs> for me, I have a. When Kabshenga asked me, yeah. I said, Abudu would be a good one, mm. and they have, been, they have not disappointed, they are consistent guys. Good. And you, you can't find them at all that way. Yeah, from this side, for me, of course, I've enjoyed all of you, <laughs> you know, in your different brands. Gentlemen, and that is the reason why he proposed <laughs> you. <laughs> um, the opposition leaders took to the streets and uh, with different kinds of uh, actions. As Nam came to Kampala immediately after the Commonwealth Speakers Conference, um, I, I, I saw um, I saw um, uh, Colonel Besige planting some uh, 
banana on the street on the on the you know on the roads and uh, um a policeman told me From we are we are holding we are holding uh, bobby wine at home and then i see in the evening he's in town and uh, atop a, a, a vehicle roof and uh, um i want us to interrogate what they achieved um what was the usefulness of that um, are they going to, maybe Semujo should tell us, are they going to continue with this? And uh, what is the, 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 the goal? Um, so let me start with uh, the person who observes more than uh, for without, at least without uh, taking sides, is Ivan in this. What? Ivan. So yes. what, are you, what are you talking about Ivan in the studio or another Ivan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least openly it doesn't show that he has taken sight. <laughs> Ivan, there is a protest against it. No, no. no uh, so what did you make of this? Um uh, look, I think that the, the expressing publicly expressing displeasure about the the state of road infrastructure in the city. Is a legitimate uh, uh, is a legitimate expression, and I think that uh, Dr. Besuje and and his uh, colleagues have a legitimate right to do so. All of us, I think, for the past one year on this show, have been uh, criticizing uh, KCCA and or decrying the state of road of road infrastructure as the authorities have passed blame from one person to you know to, to the other. And I think that in this conversation, what is lacking is responsibility is taking responsibility for this because you see in the protest in the present the protest was the uh, was uh, the lord mayor of the of the city and now there have been uh, arguments and i'm sure semuju will uh, uh, regurgitate that that uh, that power that uh, that you will do it you regurgitated the position <laughs> that that power and was taken away from from that that Lord Mayor does not have power. But you see, we are every day we talk about taking responsibility and accountability. Let's even assume that the Lord Mayor Kwago does not have power. What is he still doing in the in the office he occupies? Because then, what is the essence of taking responsibility? or being an accountable leader. If you think you have been disempowered and you no longer have a role or cannot effect change in the city, rather than join the side shows of planting trees in, in, the, so in, the, in the middle of roads you are supposed to oversee or to revamp, then please step aside or withdraw and then we will know that publicly the Lord Mayor has joined political activism with the or political opposition because he knows as an administrative head or as a both political and overseer of the camp of Kampala City, he has no power to do anything. But if you continue to draw public or taxpayers' money with the with the with the accompanying privileges and the car branded with personalized number plates and the, all of and and, 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 and all of those things, those, those amenities. Then you cannot again. You cannot eat your cake and still have it. You cannot continue to draw salary from the consolidated fund, enjoy privileges of a public, of uh, 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 at the expense of the taxpayer, and still tell that taxpayer that in that office you cannot do nothing. That that really the the, the Lord Mayor must take responsibility for the dysfunction. At least if not, uh, at least if not administratively, he must take it personally, take personal responsibility for this. Yeah. So he has no moral authority. To go planting trees and banana plants in the middle of roads when he's the head of the city of, of, you know, of, of, of the city 
uh, for the uh, the other for me the, my other point was uh, of course the timing of the uh, protest like i have said we have all been discussing this so to decide to do this uh, dramatic uh, protest at the in the context of uh, nam and whatever was happening i think was a desperate attempt by dr bsj and the group to try to draw for themselves some sort of limelight or at least to try to take away some shine from the establishment and the, and the president of Museveni and the, uh, and the state that was organizing this event. Uh, unfortunately for them, I do not think they were, they were successful. There was no convoy, there was no delegation that, that was disrupted as a result of any of these, of these uh, uh, protests. Did they say there was no, disrupt? yes, of course, you see, they could have chosen to do these demonstrations longer. We've been talking about these roads a year now, or two years in, uh, since we started talking about this. They chose the exact timing of now to try and uh, do these dramatic sideshows. I think they are important, uh, their, their target was to take away some shine or draw some limelight away from the, 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 the diplomatic coup that the, the president had gained by hosting this yeah. important uh, summit, back-to-back uh, -back summits, without incident. So I think, and I think that it is natural for politicians to jump at every opportunity to claw away some light or public attention. But for this one, to the extent that they were not able to disrupt any of the events, or like, for example, happened in 2011 when they disrupted the presidential convoys going for the president's uh, inauguration in, 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 at Kololo. This, this year, they failed to achieve that target. And really, everybody, by the way, they took for the first time, Bobby Wine took a lot of backlash. If you've been following social media over the last, took a lot of backlash for, the, for, this, uh, for this attempt. If you followed Twitter and the social media and what was happening. Because I think for the first time, there was a general consensus that this was an important meeting. And, and Uganda was also taking pride in hosting such such global events because before we are we subscribe to the nrm and the fdc and the no we are uganda <coughs> who should seize every opportunity to that that will benefit the country and and, appre and appreciate it so i think that their demos were in bad faith as per the the, the timing uh, and I think that the road mayor rather than also cry like us and sit aside to cry about the set of road should take if he cannot take administrative responsibility, he should take personal responsibility and resign his position. Then he can go into activism, political activism. Do, do, do people resign in Uganda? Did you say um, Ivan was the independent? I liked the coughs of uh, Ondra Bosemujo. Um, he was trying to cough, but it was not coming. <laughs> Ondra Bosemujo, um, your, your, take, your take of the... Um, your colleagues' uh, um, activism and the acts that they they went for on the sidelines of the conferences. I think what we will do in the future is to ask Ivan and the people he speaks for to give us a timetable of demonstration. Kiria uh, stating on which dates <laughs> <coughs> that we should demonstrate or not demonstrate. Don't demonstrate on a Sunday. People <laughs> should go to church. And, 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 a Friday, and a Friday. Because we also want to go to the mosque. <laughs> Remember, recently Dr. VSG was uh, on a demonstration demonstra that had started in a smaller way. But the court system put him in Rizira, they had said he must pay 30 million. And then the same week, 
someone who was being charged with a small offense of uh, <coughs> unlawful assembly was asked to pay 30 million uh, to, 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 to be granted a bail and there was someone who was charged of murder and he was asked to pay two million so the demonstrations have always been there in fact i thought that ivan was going to feel very good at all the international meetings i have not seen any international meeting that has gone without a demonstration in fact for them they even gazette places where people should go but you are you are now i can understand why you like Nam. Because if you're going to become, uh, uh, I don't think many, many members of, of, of this NAM, they are not people who are going to care so much about human rights. I don't think so. They are not. And, and that's why the, the, the success, because you see these things you think are small, they are not. But I don't think they even care because many of them have done the same thing that Mseven has done. They have left the opposition politicians in jail, uh, no demonstration. Uh, the other I saw a post, I think someone had concocted it, the one of Tanzania, that uh, I don't know if how you are the one who said it to us, that on the day the opposition wanted to begin demonstration, <laughs> that it was the day cleaning uh, up uh, the, uh, the, the military. Because <laughs> if you look at the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there is nobody who has used misfortune to his advantage like M7. When COVID came, Oh, I think he, in his sitting room he was thanking God. No rallies, nothing. Then he had to beat people arrest. This meeting, I have seen the, 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 the amount of SFC on the street. Even where there is nobody to, 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 to police, they are there. I can understand because you don't want an incident when you have international guests. But the exaggeration has always been there. So, Ivan has every reason to be angry that uh, here on the day uh, what he has called the diplomatic coup. Mm. <laughs> 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 I, I, I pray for you. <laughs> I, I hope you are not the, the author. You must have been very young. Okay. Of that statement, seven landing at uh, an airfield reserved <laughs> only for American <laughs> friends. <laughs> only for America to say, please. The other airports, because of commercial freight, so we are very busy. So all the guests had to land here. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 uh -huh. okay. Um, Mr. Walogembe, what did you, um, what did you make of the, 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 the activism, the okay. demonstrations? Okay. okay. Uh, first of all, I would start by saying that we are all concerned about the poor state of uh, the road network, especially in Kampala. Uh, it has a negative impact on the economy. People spend a lot of time in traffic. People have to repair cars and so on. So I think that is definitely an issue. Number two is that we also poor at maintenance. So uh, we wait for a big pothole to appear in the road and then we backfill it with soil instead of undertaking maintenance in a timely way. Uh, so I think that's also another issue that we ought to address. Now, on the, one of the benefits that such a summit brings to us is an improved image uh, as a country. And I think at such times it's imperative that in spite of the, our internal contradictions, we try to uh, get as much mileage as possible from that. So for me, I would think that the timing was uh, inappropriate. The issues are valid, but the timing was very inappropriate. Uh, 
typically at international events you have demonstrations but on substantive issues that the conference is addressing so if yeah. you have nato or the g7 or whatever they say you guys are engaged in abcde so i think and then what happens is that we also allow designated places for such demonstrations uh, to, to occur. Where are they so, designated? Yeah, so for me, I would say the issues that were being raised as legitimate issues, I think uh, the relevant officers in government, whether it's cases here or whoever, needs to take note. But uh, the timing, I think, would have been better. Talking of the timing being wrong and the issues valid, oh, oh you, you are a senior... Um, spokesperson of government. Um, wh why why couldn't some of these road things, infrastructure arrangements, be done early? The question has been asked. We knew about uh, about now. was also protesting <coughs> differently. Ah, who During was a meeting at Africana. Who was that? And and she said uh, to her with these inner meetings, you have pushed us. Away from the paved roads. And yes, uh, and I you have left for us. had just lost his car, <laughs> his car to the guests. That way. <laughs> no, she's not a minister. Um, uh, oh, oh, so we knew about NAM 2021? I think 2021. Uh, but but the officially, um, uh, the, the president actually put. Uh, Put government on uh, on notice to start preparations by 2021. Yeah, but remember, 2021 we had COVID, and because of that, the resources were suppressed. Yeah. Secondly, we could not do certain things. So of course, we had the same in the SOPs. One of the things that was okay was construction. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. you could ask why. If construction was open, why didn't we use that, use that time opportunity mm, mm, mm. to do the preparatory work or yeah. even actual implementation? Use, use the other microphone. Actual implementation yeah. of uh, key That's construction better. projects. Yeah. We do not have the money. You know, here we we, we, we administer a cash budget. Yeah. And I think because we do not know the ripple effect of COVID, how long to last, government could not spend the money it had on the roads. Nevertheless, we can do better in how planning and execution. Yes, we can do better and, 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 uh, and in planning, budgeting and execution. We, we, the government is entirely responsible for this uh, sluggishness. Nevertheless, <coughs> All the leaders of the opposition who are protesting have been in parliament, have been in the government, majority of them. Mm -hmm. So they know how the government system works. <laughs> one of them, one of them, one of them is the chief executive, political executive of Kampala City Council Authority. Mm -hmm. He's not, it is not his first time, his first term as Lord Mayor. He's actually doing the 13th year as Lord Mayor. And remember, three weeks ago, or four, he was in the media saying, Kampala City Council Authority does not have a master <coughs> plan, a physical plan. Mm. And then you ask him, if you are the political leader, how can you not have a master plan, a physical plan, in the 13 years you have been leading? Mr. Rukwagu has said so. Even when uh, Kisaka came here the other day, we said, 
do you have a master plan? She didn't respond. When I asked her, the Lord Mayor is saying you don't have a master plan. What is the problem? So, I agree with, the, with this young man, Rogambwa, that Rukwago shouldn't be the one. He can plan uh, protest for different reasons in the background. Mm. But that is the one putting on uh, an overall like Ofono uh, with a hoe and banana plant to plant on the, on the, on the pothole road. I don't think he, he, he earned marks for himself. He but you see, money to do the roads. Yeah, but you see, work without play makes Jack a dull boy. Work without play. So they were just playing. Yeah, makes in Jack, the game. Uh, yeah, it was a, 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 it was a, a shallow, superficial publicity stunt, and did not achieve them any credibility. And you saw the mainstream media here didn't give them the coverage they anticipated for, they thought for. Secondly, the response of law enforcement to restrain them was not what they expected. They Actually, expected, they, were, they, they, expected, they expected high-handed, open brutality to be captured by the media. They were denied that. And so, because, can you imagine if they had seen, if they had been captured with the, being tear-gassed, mm -hmm. somebody being bundled and put on the back of a pickup, maybe being battooned by police or by military police. That's what they had and they had planned for and anticipated from the documents we have mm. as, mm. as government and security. Yeah. Yes, yes. B b b you know that we, we run a state, we run intelligence, you may despise it, but we infiltrate you. So we know you what... Yes, we know what we, what we plan. But, uh, but, yeah, but, uh, but, but remember, this is not the first time they are doing it. You remember during the spare of the economic issues in 2010, 2021, 2011, that was the walk to work. After each election cycle, you remember they announced that every Thursday they would be holding prayers. Are they still praying? They are, raising, they are raising the same issues of governance, human rights, corruption, lack of public service. Are they still praying every Thursday at Najanankumbi or anywhere else? Are they still ringing bells every Tuesday at mm -hmm. 1 o'clock? You remember they had to, they told their people, they, they have never, officially they have never withdrawn. That and and every, beating every, the suspense. Every Tuesday at, at 1 o'clock, bang the suspense. If you're in a car, honk your horn. If you're riding a bicycle, ring the bells of your, on your bicycle. Are they still doing it? So, we yeah, let... I'm still ringing mine. We let these guys... <laughs> we, we let these guys play the fools that they are proving themselves to be. Yeah. be because no, nobody... Where are the black dresses? You remember, they also said every Tuesday they are going to put on That's black dresses. Black, black, black no. For, for them, they said <laughs> they, they are going to dress. They are going to dress in black every yeah, Tuesday. As a way, to, as a way to highlight corruption, are they still doing it every Tuesday? So, these guys were for a publicity stand in the hope that they will distract attention from the NAM, EGAD, and G77 summit. They miserably failed. Unfortunately, they have failed. A man like this has failed to know that he's passed his cell date. Now, look at the group that is saying they are, they are doing this. They are saying, United Forces for Change. 
Any average Ugandan. If VCJ is no. his sell date, what about Museven? No. At least Museven, he can convene NAM and people will come. <laughs> he can convene IGAD and people will come. <laughs> he will convene parliament and people will, people will come. And so on and so forth. Now, Look at the people who say they are a united... But there are a number of opposition no. people that came uh, on invitation. United Forces for Change. Are they actually united? Honobo Simuji on this show <laughs> and uh, other shows has told us that he can never reconcile with the Najanankumbi group. Now, when you see them, are they really united? No. Mgisha mm. Muntu walked out of you. Are you really united? You have now united. Are, are, are you really united? So you are fooling yourselves, but somehow you think you are fooling the Ugandans. You can fool some people sometime, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. So your position, guys, in your current formation, you are really time wasters, and I think Ugandans are seeing you that way. Honorable Semuji, so, would you want to respond to that before I bring in Honorable Katuntu? Because that, uh, that seems to be personal. What did he say that is personal? <laughs> <laughs> See, we are not in the politics. So walk away without reason. Play. The <laughs> walk away without. <laughs> 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 I actually thought uh, I actually thought Ofono Pondo was just being exempted, and me I was enjoying <laughs> because I didn't hear him say anything he has not said before. Some of you here believe in the in the Bible. Do they do they write Bibles every year? You see, of go back and read the same the, 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 the same the, the same verses. Then why are you choosing us of doing the same things you have no, done no, before? I'm if you are saying the same words. No, I, I am saying unfortunately in your case, it takes it doesn't give you political mileage. And why why am I saying so? Your leadership doesn't expand. Your leadership doesn't change qualitatively. The, 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 you, 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 when you go for election, you don't increase your numbers in the various fora of government. And you, you don't, you're not increasing your numbers of followers and supporters in the country. You so, you think so? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you seem not to, to have understood that the way you are playing your game you said the same you want to respond it is a phone who responded to him <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are not you are not gaining but you can continue doing the same things okay yeah, um, no no problem you can do continue doing the same things um uh, thank you well, i am happy for his response on my behalf <laughs> responded uh, to himself okay um we i i need to bring in honorable cartoon too um the um uh, but I will bring Ondra Bokatuntu after the break. Let's take uh, an immediate break right now. And then when we come back, Ondra Bokatuntu will weigh in on the issue of the opposition protest. And then we will move to eulogize Ondra Cecilia. Let's take that break. Gentlemen, we are back on air. And uh, this we are back for the final segment of this edition of the... Capital Gang on 91.3 Capital FM. My name is Charles Odongtho. And I'm in the studio with Honorable Katuntu, Honorable Semuju, Mr. Walugembe from Private Sector, Ivan Rugambwa, and Ofono Opondo um, from the Media Center. Um, just... Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, you are still thinking of. 
Then honorable honorable Katuntu is going honorable Katuntu is going to go for another punch. You are wearing a black cap. Not only black shirt or t-shirt but also a cap. <laughs> Any more dispute? It's a follower. <laughs> okay, um, gentlemen, before I bring in Andre Bokatuntu on that uh, final comment on the opposition protest, I need to read this statement for the last time. On this gang, um, the statement by Capital FM Management and dated 20th January 2024, and this is, and that's today. Um, reference the Capital Gang Show, 13th January 2024. And says on Saturday, 13th January 2024, during the Capital Gang talk show, one of the panelists, Miss Namfuka, made unsubstantiated claims against the person of the president, referring to His Excellency the President as corrupt and the chief engineer of corruption. This was wrong and does not meet. Oh, oh, this is, I mean, Honorable Semuji, this is an official statement yeah. of management. So you listen to I it not in, in silence. So in silence. <laughs> you are a member of the gang. This was wrong and does not meet our broadcasting standards. I've switched you off on accuracy and impartiality. We regret this unfortunate incident and commit to ensure this does I, not happen I have happen now known how I will again. add a suspension here. <laughs> <laughs> but you are smart. for you, you are a smart journalist. You know what 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 is part of a... No, no, I have just statement. I will just read what was said. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, let me now bring in Honorable Dr. Mukuzi. Um, thank you. Uh, Dr. Mukuzi says, I'm listening into the capital gang from the dusty, peaceful... Ngoma, Ongoma. Is it Ngoma or Ngoma? Ngoma. Good. Um, um, Honorable Semuj, Honorable uh, Abdu Katuntu, your own, uh, your own thoughts about the opposition, uh, you know, activism, planting trees, planting bananas, you know, you know, then fishing on the streets of Kampala. Well, I have no thought. <laughs> your comments. About it, neither do I have any comments on that. Oh, um, <laughs> then we have to move on. That's fine. Um, Andrabo Katuntu thinks that there is nothing to comment on that, um, and passes it. Um, he has nothing, not that there is nothing good. Um, Andrabo Cecilia Ogwal, um, very sad announcement coming in midweek, and uh. I have personally tried to ask people um, around Honorable Cecilia. Nobody seems to say that she was sick, you know, for a month or two. And um, but that is life she has passed on. And uh, the Parliament has now confirmed um, the the head of Parliament, the Speaker, Honorable Anita, has uh, announced that the body Anita. will Honorable Anita, Honorable Anita. Anita. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that correction, Oo -O and uh, yeah. Semuju. Um, that uh, the body will be brought back to Uganda from India tomorrow, Sunday. And then uh, um, there will be programs for the funeral that will follow from Monday um, when the body is taken to Parliament for a special 
um, session in Parliament, and then ongoing, we shall get to know some of the other details. Honorable Ofon. Parliament, mm. that is a sitting, not a session. Special city. Special city. It is a, a special city. The session lasts a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, but that is the, that is the here nobody in the last many decades person had never had when Honorable Guan is sick and is out of circulation on account of being indisposed. And so even when she was taken out, it wasn't announced. Uh, person had not even realized her absence. Mm. Even in present. this, even in doing the, the speakers' conference, I didn't I didn't realize her absence. Mm. And so when the announcement now comes, all of a sudden that she has passed on, you get shocked and you start saying, "What could have happened? What could have happened?" But ordinarily, obviously, we don't share our sicknesses with the broader public. It is usually personal, family, close friends. So, so in that respect. It is sad. We shall obviously miss her. She has been the most rabble-rousing politician female who has sustained that rabble-rousing. Uh, Cecilia was first, first came to, li to limelight when she tried to contest for the UPC parliamentary seat in 1980. She wasn't successful, and the UPC administration then consoled her with the appointment as a deputy assistant secretary general of the UPC, deputizing My the late uh, John Louisa Kironda, Doctor John Louisa Kironda from mm -hmm. Bugweri. Oh. When that uh, government collapsed in 1985. Cecilia, to the best of my recollection, she was among the senior leaders of UPC who did not run out of Uganda. Correct. She stayed. But she, later on I learned, she encouraged other people, particularly the ministers, who could have been a target of the Okelo Junta to run away. And she also encouraged those who had stayed after that when the NRM, NRA came in, she also encouraged some of the politicians to go away. However, she remained to hold the torch of UPC. So she became the leading light of UPC, and I want to say opposition. O opposition and multi-party politics against the NRM administration of 1986-96. When we were making the constitution process, when we were having the constitutional process, uh, the, the new constitution, what is popularly called the Odoki Commission, mm. I remember Cecilia Ogwar as the acting secretary general of UPC, stood firm and said the 1967 constitution was sufficient. There was no need for a new constitution. And on that basis, she decreed, I think following Obote's position that UPC as a political party, since it had been suspended by the NRM, the political parties had been suspended, they said UPC will not forward views to the DOC commission for the new constitution. 
And if you read that report, UPC's views are not there in that uh, report. They said they will not. They didn't. However, when we were going for the CA election, in when we were preparing the, the, the Constituent Assembly Statute 1993 by the NRC, again, Cecilia led UPC to oppose because that was part of the same process. However, when we, came for the, when we came for the election mm. of CA delegates, they discovered that the political process in Uganda was leaving them. So they decided to participate in the election of the Constituent Assembly, and Cecilia stood for Lira Municipality. That's when she passed through. And when she stood, she won a landslide. In the CA, Cecilia was among the most vocal delegates, particularly on three things I, uh, at the base of my recollection. Reinstatement of multi-party politics in Uganda immediately, the question of land, uh, terminating the land decree of 1975 and giving land back to the, to the Ugandans. And the third one it has slipped to my mind, but if I remember, maybe. Even federalism. And, and, and uh, bring federalism. But I think her federalism was uh, more opportunistic in the no, sense no, you that... You were saying things she was vocal no, on. Yes. Now you are explaining. Uh, yeah, yeah, was opportunistic because she thought if they sided with Mengo on uh, federal, then they will get my political mileage. Okay. Eventually, they were the ones who you, you would stage uh, walkouts and so on. So anyway, eventually we passed the constitution. We they walked out. They, they walked out. On the day of the promulgation, because of Article, the famous Article 269, the Obiga Kania Amendment, what did it say? It stayed the return of my party immediately. Politics. When we went for the election of 1996, Cecilia Ogwal, I think, was the, the brain behind cobbling together an alliance IPFC. The with the DP and other opposition groups. The Interparty Forum? Interparty... It was it Interparty co Forces co co Cooperation Forces, something like that. Which forces for cooperation. Co yes, which sponsored Dr. Semugere as a presidential candidate. I think she was even the chair. Mm. No, no, no. I think it was, it was Mutagamba. But she was a mayor. Yes, it was Mutagamba, yeah. actually. So when Semugere lost election, Semugere, of course, <coughs> announced that... Uh, DP members should not participate in the subsequent election and Cecilia remained the most relevant and leading op uh, voice opposition of opposition voice. politics and wow. multi-party wow. politics wow. in parliament and outside parliament. No, thank you so much, Oo, yes. and uh, what a wonderful history. Yes. Uh, many things you have said are things that I hadn't actually known. Um, yes. But now, uh, uh, so uh, that then, is and why and I... Then of course, and then, of course, when she decided to come back... <coughs> for the sixth parliament then Milton, they disagreed with Milton Obote and she was sacked as acting secretary general and also chairman of the UPC presidential policy commission yes. and uh, replaced by Dr. James and as we say where is in 2000, 2001 to 205 she chose now to, cho to join uh, to, to, to form Part of the group that formed the FDC, FDC. a party 
But, but well, she joined. Okay. She joined the then um, na- now I think it is more befitting to bring in Ondra Bokatuntu at this point. Ondra Bokatuntu, your own eulogy of uh, Ondra ah. Bosicilia. I know we have very few minutes. It has gotten even more interesting to listen to this, but let's 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 do the needful. Well, one, I I think I'll have opportunity in three to, minutes if possible to talk about her on uh, on the floor of the house on Monday. But I can tell you, I first met her in 1987. Wow. I don't think there's anybody in parliament currently who at that time had met the University of Goal. At that time, it was me and the late Jacob Bolanya when we went to see her fa- on first floor Uganda house. Uh, she liked calling Jacob Bolanya son. All of us. Yeah. Actually, yeah. she would do, use another word. Which I, I can't say. Every time I say my stupid sons, <laughs> everything she would tell us, you stupid son. What I saying? That's how she used to refer to me and Jacob. Yeah. Um, and and it has been that journey, lasting over three decades. Even my political journey began actually in her sitting room in Bugorovi. Wow. It, to me, she has been a mother. She's been a leader, and uh, she's been. A, one of those, and a friend, mm. and a workmate. She's been literally everything. There is no woman who has influenced my life, my re- whole life, more than Cecilia Ogual, not even my own biological mother. Because I've lived, the last 30 or so years, we've lived together so, so closely, mm. and mm. so on. Her children are like my kid brothers, all of them. Mm. I'm like half as born, and they mm. all know it, and... Uh, that's quite an unfortunate see. But she's been sick, actually. Only that uh, whenever you are sick, you don't go around telling people that, here, yeah, mm-hmm. I am, I'm sick, mm-hmm. and so on. So she's been sick, uh, but she's been a very strong woman, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. She was a leader, and at one time, I'll give you a joke as I get off. The rest, what all I said is 90% true, <coughs> 10% maybe not. Uh, but uh, when she was a leader at the Uganda People's Congress, she, it, it comprised of these this following people as the team. Ben Wacha, the Honorable, Abednegongom, Honorable, Okelo, Okelo, Honorable, Dikinyai, Honorable, uh, Patrick Mwanda Onovo, uh, P- Professor Patrick Rivaihayo, Professor Chichi Mujaju, uh, pa- Patrick Mwanda, of course, mm-hmm. so on. And uh, we used to meet, and she was literally the one sharing us. So one time I asked her, but why is it that you are the only woman? I've been very stubborn. and mm-hmm. the, other, the, other, the other call of hers, that uh, my stupid son. Yes, I say, stupid boy, <laughs> look around. I'm the only man amongst them. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's mama. That's my mama. Oh and, and, uh, oh. and she eventually told us where she, she had got that answer, that sometime... Margaret Thatcher also as Prime Minister shared yeah. a, a cabinet uh, full of men and she used to say so. Say, you know, for us, when we are, you are just uh, a but I can tell you, for us, when we are chairing, we don't look at us, our identities, <laughs> our agenda. In amongst these, I'm the only man. Good, <laughs> good, good. What, what a life. Let's um, honorable, live in peace. I mean, Honorable Semujo. 
your memory of her and i think See, now I, I in in one and a half minutes so that we can have the other i was two. deployed by a monitor to cover parliament towards the end of the sixth parliament mm. and uh, i used to do some ranking of mps the mps from rango <coughs> were the most substantial mps the Ogwa, Wacha, the Dr. Okure Park. Professor Nsivambi told me, I, I, even if I, 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 I don't like what uh, um, Dr. Parker is going to say, I have to listen. <laughs> Says, I have to listen to that man. So Cecilia Ogwa was part of the Lango group, which has now, with her death, now it's gone. disappeared and by gone. the way it also speaks about the politics the, the politicians the politicians uh, of the sixth parliament and the seventh parliament and us who are in the in these parliaments <coughs> the 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 late uh, jacob Bolania spoke about the quality mm, mm. even when you go to read the answer when he became um, speaker yeah so Cecilia Guara was a very powerful speaker speaks with a lot of authority and knowledge. Uh, the, the last time uh, I, I compared her with NRM leaders, they had gone to a conference. I don't remember which conference it was. I think the deputy speaker was the lead of the delegation. And she addressed that international meeting about the Anti-Homosexuality Act. Mozambique. And, uh, Mozambique. And I told the parliament, you see, when you are sending delegations outside the country, you, you, you need to think twice. <laughs> because her speech there, compared to those who went to represent us in the UN, the climate change meeting. <laughs> and, and that's why I said, and, and I'm sorry, I don't, want, I don't mean to hurt people. If I'm constituting a team to send, uh, I want Cecilia Gual to read it. If I'm sending it to King Muswata, like I said last time, that's where you put uh, Arupu and Nabanja and others, where you, it's just a social meeting. <laughs> so, and I say that in Parliament, and I, and I say these things in good faith. That nobody, I mean, everybody will want to listen to Cecilia Gual, even if you disagreed with her. And I disagreed with her on many, uh, I disagreed with her on many things, but she had. She commanded the respect because of, of her knowledge, because of the forceful way, the authority with, with which she said she made her points. Okay. Thank you. Ivan. Uh, uh, we are not yet born. Yes. And uh, I think in the spirit of cartoon, uh, I should also let this one pass. In respect. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, are, there, are, there, are there no things that... Uh, Lessons see, that you learn you even that at your Ivan, age. Ivan looks at, looks at me as an elder. No, what no, can he, uh, what can he say okay. about this? <laughs> okay, Mr. Walogembe. Maybe just one line. Yeah. As I pass to Walogembe, for me, I yeah. think that she was one moderating voice, at least from the time I gained political consciousness. She was always that one moderating voice. As you can see, she would lead a government delegation or speak at a, a, an official government delegation. Parliament when, when, government. okay, but even for government, when Uganda was campaigning, 
to have the speciosa wandaya kazwasia person of yeah. the AU commission mm. Cecilia mm. Gual mm. was one mm. of the Ugandan official government people of the uh, part of the of the task force to campaign for Uganda's interests and for Kazu so you are in government by virtue of being an MP government has three arms and the parliament yes. is one of them and if you are a member of parliament yes. and you draw your salary from, from the, the consolidated, consolidated fund, fund you don't be ignorant in parliament no it is that is the law government sits on the right hand of the speaker i don't sit there <laughs> Parliament that has three the, arms, and that is the fact. Um, so, so, Mr. Walugembe. Okay, thank you very much. I, I would say in that one minute, she we was need a to successful business here. person. She was a pragmatist. She was a torchbearer in the area of women empowerment, and she was principled. And we hope that uh, the Lord gives her a re peaceful rest. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Crispy Chris Kaheru uh, sends greetings to all of you and says, wow, this is a very vibrant gang today. And he says, I'm getting you live and clear from a cold Dhaka, Bangladesh. Katuntu is on fire. It was, then he gives a clarification. It was Black Monday, not Black Tuesday. Thank you so much, Mr. Crispy <laughs> Kaheru. I want, to, I want to say um, I, I really enjoyed the covering as a journalist, covering uh, Honorable Cecilia Ogwal. May she rest in peace. For me, the pain... Um, for the last four years, Ivan, I, I, I was also young as far as Celia Ogwal's politics is concerned. But, uh, but uh, the, you know, the pain for me is that for the last four years, I have been trying to convince her to write a book. Um, from around 2018, we have been discussing. Whenever I met her, um, this is something I've even told Honorable J. Pam, that please, can you write for us history, your history of your participation in Uganda's politics when you can still see it? Then sometime last year, around August, she had finally accepted. And then when we met, the time that uh, the MP for Erute died in an accident, um, Angiro Gutumoy, I met him, I met Honorable Cecilia Gual just in the parliament parking and she was entering a car now to leave and she said oh my son Odongso, now i you know that i have agreed we need to start writing that book get for me a recorder and then around uh, november she told me let's now start it from january and i didn't know she was sick i never knew for me that is the pain because i really thought a book by honorable celia Gual, when she sees when she does it herself would be one of the best to read even write your own books let nobody else tell your story after i want to thank you very much star cafe for the coffee that you brought to the gangsters capital gang this is it, 91.3 Capital FM. Have a good weekend. Have a good Sunday. And to the delegates visiting Uganda, enjoy. To the Ugandans, keep smiling and receiving our guests. <laughs>